Hey, everyone, it's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 72 of We The Gamer Cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com, and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play every Monday. Well, that's where you got it from, I, I guess, right? Like, you got it from iTunes, I'm gathering. If it's somewhere else... People should let me know, but I'm pretty sure that that's where it is. Um, thank you so much for being here and for listening and subscribing. Hitting subscribe is the best thing that you can do today other than maybe playing Zelda. That might be the only other thing that's better than hitting subscribe on this show. But if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have Sweet Hangs with a Stranger from the Internet and we talk about video games. And if you want to be on the show... All you got to do is tweet at me, at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. You might notice something is different. Something, I I, I don't even know if I want to address, draw your attention to this, but I am a little self-conscious because I, I am acknowledging a small echo. It might even be a large echo. I don't know how you, can you measure echo? I feel like a large echo would be like if you went to the Grand Canyon and screamed out your name and then the mountain screamed it back at. That's a large echo. There's So it's not quite that... It's not a mountainous echo, but um, I'm back in my normal podcasting space, but no carpet anymore. I have completed, quote unquote, because I don't think any any renovation is ever complete. They're done. Floors are in, doors are there, baseboards, paint. There's a, I've got a shelf behind me with all of my nerdy stuff. It is, guys, I'm so freaking happy right now. It is Switch Week. Switch Miss has happened. I've got, I was able to go into the basement and grab a whole bunch of my, the nerdiest of all of my goodies and collect them all in little, little mini dioramas on this Ikea shelf that I've got behind me. And this is one of the only times that I really do wish that the show was video so you could see what I'm talking about. But for now, I don't, and it's behind me, so I'm going to turn around and sort of talk it. Like I have a stupid collection. Probably one of the dumbest collections I have is my 3DS collection. Like, that is way too much. My Who collects? It's basically a console collection. So I have the ones that I've got that I can sort of see. I've got the Super Mario Brothers, like the new Super Mario Brothers. It's a red one uh, with all the coins. We've got Mario Luigi Dream Team or something like that. We've got the... Link Between Worlds special edition. We've got Animal Crossing special edition. Bunch of, bunch of these things. And what made it even stupider, if that's a word, nothing better than screwing up a word like stupider because it makes you sound stupid. Um, I haven't been able to really have these, this expensive collection of mine on display until now. And so I've got a nice mixture of a 3DS collection, some of my amiibo, some of my, my Disney Infinity. I've got some Marvel Marvel figures up there, Star Wars. I've got some of my limited edition like strategy guides that I don't know why I was collecting. Like I like Grand Theft Auto Five, but I don't like it enough to like own a strategy guide for it. I just like the way it looks, so I, I got one. Um, a number of these Assassin's Creed Black Flag never played it, but I've got that limited edition. So I've got a whole bunch of nerdy goodies uh, in my room now. But ultimately, the the sad part is that I think that there's a small echo which is what started this whole thing. So I am I am happy. I am good I am in good spirits. I hope you're doing well. Again, if you're new, this is sort of just the way things go. I sort of just let you know what's going on with my life and I wish you well. I hope that you're also able to take a moment whether you're podcasting or not just to celebrate whatever it is in your life that's making you happy. Just acknowledge it. That's what else do we have in life? So I hope that you're doing well. And um, I'm playing with, I'm doing a, a Cardinal Sin. I'm playing with a little Zelda pin that I got when I picked up my uh, when I picked up my Switch. And that's what's making all this stupid noise. So I'm going to throw that down onto the carpet. That is, I've got a little like a little throw rug that I, I, I fooled myself into thinking would help with the echo, but it's not. So I need, I need something else in here. So thank you guys for bearing with me as I've moved. I've transitioned back. I'm no longer in the basement. Um, Chelsea can now have her space for her video and photography. Well, really just her photography editing, editing. And, and that's that. So it is Switch Miss. I'm not going to talk too much. I don't think about my experience with, with the Switch. Instead, if you will, I'd like to draw your attention to a, an amazing podcast called Mega Dads. I spent the better part of the morning and afternoon chatting up with, with those guys and, and Switch took a center, took center stage. 
So I would actually be doing that show a disservice by repeating myself. I'd be doing the show a disservice as well. Um, but instead, if you if you want to know, and I have many thoughts on the Switch, go listen to to Megadads, and I will also, of course, be chatting it up with my boy Bobby, the the Nintendo Guru himself, on if we ran Nintendo. So those are all on iTunes and Google and Stitcher and all those other places. So um, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Switch, and eventually I will. But I think. Every podcast is talking about Switch right now, so I don't want to don't want to double up too much. Instead, we're gonna we're gonna do it real quick here. We're gonna jump right into it. My guest this week is Blessing Eddie O.A. Jr. Did I do that? Or I think that that was good. I was nervous. I was pausing there for a second. I didn't want to don't want to mess that up. Blessing is, I think maybe one of the most charismatic podcasters I've ever had the pleasure of having on the show, and and. I think I mentioned, I can't remember if we were recording at this point or not, but I mentioned to him that very few times do I, I enter into a podcast listening to it for the very first time and go like, there's something about this person and I need to just keep listening. I don't even know what the topics are this, this week or whatever, but I started listening to OK Beast. Uh, I'm a latecomer, admittedly, but I was hooked right away and I wanted to have him on the show. He's a kind of funny best friend, just like me. And I was surprised to, to learn that he also listens to Married to the Games. So him and I have been kind of like flying the same podcasting path this whole time. I wanted to dive deep into his mind. I know he's got a lot to say. Um, you can find him on OK Beast. And just before we jump into it, and in case you were wondering, this is Persona music. I wanted, This is not an OC remix. This is straight from the game. I needed to have this here. So here he is. Blessing Adeoye Jr. Kind of like how you sort of set the mood, though. Like I like there's low lighting and everything. It's like okay, oh we're yeah, we have a cool chat. That's mainly because I can't get any any more brighter lights in this room. <laughs> like literally, like the one light I have is like right next to me. It's the it's, it's the monitor like illuminating the entire room. Yeah, I use this light to like keep me from like not fading into the background because I'm super oh, dark. St- and so like. <laughs> If this light isn't here, then you probably won't be able to see me. Then it's and just so, a like, purely audio experience. Yeah. Literally, like, I have a light on my right and I have a window on my left uh, trying to illuminate myself as much as I can. You have, you have like, an innate camouflage. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's powerful. It's like real life. Just, like, you can be you can be super stealthy if you ever need to. Oh, yeah. It sucks for YouTube, though, if I'm trying to make YouTube <laughs> videos and stuff. But, I mean, I figured it out. We, have, I, we just bought, like, a bright light. Uh, like a flashlight for the camera and so that's helped out a lot but oh that's what are you gonna be doing there uh basically basically like just like random youtube videos and so like i've already uh i already have like a youtube series going on with like um uh called okay beast mode which is like uh kind of like the video journals i don't know how to really describe them um video essays i think is what they're called but okay yeah that's the kind of thing i'm I'm trying to get into nice what is so is the whole is the whole okay beast is it all video games or is it like it seems bigger it seems like you have like more on your mind than just video games and i love the podcast because you kind of go you don't go out of your way but you make sure to say that it's about video games and culture and how it all kind of like fits in so mm-hmm. i love that that's kind of like your take and this is now you're now you're doing this on the youtube on the youtube channel yeah. as well yeah so like it's it's uh it's mainly video games but also like I don't want our website to be like limited to, to video games, and sure. so like I'll do uh, I'll do stuff on music, do stuff on mu- movies, like any other kind of entertainment medium that we're into. Like we try we try our best to like feel free to write or make videos about them. Like I have my next couple videos should be on chance about Chance the Rapper, nice. uh, and so like I, I it's it's mainly video games since we're all like nerds, of course. But who's it, it, we? Who's everybody on the team? <clears throat> Uh, right right now it's me and Ian. Yep. Uh, yeah, and like right now we're also like in the process of onboarding a couple other people, dominating the world. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm curious. <laughs> I was gonna get in this in a little bit, but I might as well start right now with OK Beast with the podcast. And you know, like I listen to a lot of shows, and I'm just I'm a fan of podcasting. That's why I wanted to start my own. And I've always kind of like struggled, especially getting into shows because I don't know the person. Like I don't know like their quirks or their characteristics. I don't know um, their values and things like that. But 
for some reason, when I tuned into your show for the first time, like I was instantly taken by you. And I think mm-hmm. I actually like tweeted out, like I didn't even get much more than maybe five minutes in. And I tweeted out like, you, everybody's got to listen to the show because I was just captivated by like your cadence and your energy. And so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll stop totally complimenting <laughs> you, but I wanted to, I want to jump over to Ian as well, because like your guys is, I've just now come to realize that you, you're not like childhood friends that you've met on the internet and that mm-hmm. you're separated by an ocean. So I'm curious as to like how that friendship sort of started and, and you're obviously creating great content now. You've come a long way since first meeting each other. Yeah. So like I met Ian, I think in May. So maybe like around like 10 months ago, nine Coming months ago. Coming up on a year anniversary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like and by me, Ian, I, did, I haven't actually like met him in real life yet. Totally. Uh, I, I'm going to soon because he, he's got tickets to Kind of Funny Live. But uh, yeah. And so like he basically reached out to me uh, because I had I had just started OK Beast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote a few articles for it. Uh, and he like he reached out to me and he was like hey dude i kind of like your stuff if you want dude if you if you check out my stuff and give me some like feedback and stuff that'd be great and so i did and i checked out stuff and i was like oh dude that's your your stuff's pretty awesome what was he doing uh he he was also basically writing about video games on his like own personal blog Mm -hmm. uh and so i checked i checked that stuff out um eventually like i I can't really retell the whole story in my head because it's very fuzzy it was around the time overwatch came out okay like (laughs) when overwatch came out i made so many friends out of nowhere uh, because that game is that game just has a way of bringing people together and and, and uh, facilitating conversation. Uh, and so like, Overwatch came out, and me and Ian started playing Overwatch. Uh, and from there, like, I think immediately we were like, "Dude, we need to do an Overwatch podcast." Okay. Uh, and also, like, I saw I saw that he had something in him. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I saw I like from talking to him and from seeing his stuff and from seeing like how like kind of passionate he was about games and stuff in general. I was like man this guy would probably be a good like fit for okb it's like and at the at the time i wasn't really thinking about like onboarding more people at the time i was just kind of like man maybe i mean th- it was more of a personal thing of like okay i'm i'm blessing i need like an outlet to like express myself and so i'm gonna make okb that outlet totally. and then i i had the idea of like well if i ever want to do a podcast or if i ever want to do like if, if i ever want to collaborate with, with other people i guess i, I got to start somewhere uh and ian was like the dude that came out of nowhere to where i was like huh this guy's this guy is pretty interesting. Like he has weird stuff about him, but like I, overall, like I, he's he's a, he's appreciable. And so like, um, shout out to Ian. Oh yeah, shout out to Ian. <laughs> he know he knows he's weird. And uh, we started we started doing the Overwatch podcast with Alex Van Aken uh, because I've been friends with Alex Van Aken for a few months by then. Um, and that was that's also a very random story also. But like after a few months, uh, we switched from doing the Overwatch podcast to doing the OK Beast podcast because. We kind of felt like we wanted to talk about more games in general rather than just uh, Overwatches. So. Yeah, like at what point do you go? How much else are we going to talk about? Like this single game? Yeah. Like, how do you keep going? At what point were you were you wanting to branch out? Did it take very long? I don't imagine that would be a long process it, for you. Ian actually gave me the idea because mm. Overwatch we got to like episode five or six. Yeah. Uh, and I think Ian was just like, "Dude, we should just do a podcast where we just talk about games and stuff." And I was like. Yeah, actually, that's pretty much what I want to do. And my idea when I first created Overwatch was, like, that's what everybody's doing. Like, everybody has a podcast where they're just talking about video games and news and stuff. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And so, like, my uh, my plan of action was to do, like, podcasts uh, uh, aimed uh, towards people who are into, like, the new game at the time. And so, like, mm-hmm. Overwatch would be, like, five or six episodes. And then, like, Deus Ex was about to come out. And that's so we'll a do, really good idea. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, then then when that comes out, I'll do, like, a Deus Ex podcast. Uh-huh. Like, five or six episodes. And then, like, when, like, Watch Dogs 2 comes out, then we'll do that. And that's, like, that at the time, I was like, oh, dude, that's what I'm going to do. It's easy. And it, and I can get, like, guests on and, and do whatever. Yeah. But then I, I quickly realized that it's hard to, like, build a following when you keep, like, changing, like, the the kind of topic of conversation yeah. or if i'm making like more podcast feeds for each one or if, even if i'm doing like the same podcast feed, feed for all of them the people that are in for overwatch aren't really in for the watchdogs conversation or for the days x conversation yeah uh and so like uh by a certain time i was like okay let's let's just do a gaming podcast because ultimately like that's what i want to do and like even if everybody else is doing it we'll just make it our own and like it's it's a personality thing right like people mm-hmm. listen to gaming podcasts because they love gaming but they also listen to podcasts because they love the people who are talking um, on the podcast and love to like hear different people's opinions mm-hmm. and so uh yeah that's kind of how the okb's podcast got started 
But where did you find out? I gather that like this is something that has been in you a little while. Like for some reason, some people I think work at it eventually and they start to get a rhythm. But I feel like, and I haven't listened to the first show, but I feel mm-hmm. like you were probably just you picked up a mic and you were you were out with it. Like you were just so natural mm-hmm. at it. What was it that sort of sparked your initial like podcasting was my, is your outlet? Like what was it? A, mm-hmm. Was it listening to the kind of funny community? Was it listening to other podcasts? Or have you always been sort of opinionated and, and wanting to verbalize and, and express mm-hmm. yourself in that way. I I have always been pretty opinionated uh, <laughs> since like high school. Okay. I had a I had like a blog in high school. It was a yep. really bad blog, but uh basically I would blog about whatever I wanted yep. and uh to my surprise like people read it. I don't know if they liked reading it or they read it just because it was me and like they knew me and they're like, "Oh, I wonder what he has to say." Sure. Uh but yeah, blogging was like a huge thing for me in high school. And it was like one of the ways for me to like just express myself and get like all my feelings in, in out there in the open mm-hmm. uh, and kind of for me to also like contextualize my own feelings to myself. And so totally. like yep. it would be like high school stuff of like, I don't know, like I'll write about how I don't understand the world or how I think I understand the world in this very specific deep way yeah, uh, yeah. or like depression or like just random stuff I'd write about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, I ended up writing spoken word poetry uh yes yes by like my first year in college and so like i started writing poetry and i started performing poetry at different poetry slams and poetry events mm-hmm. uh and i think that became my my main outlet of getting my other opinions or what i have to say out there um weirdly enough i'm not like a very talkative person which you might not gather from the podcast from the podcast i'm very talkative uh but like in life in general, I'm not really that talkative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm usually pretty quiet, uh, and so like poetry or writing or the blog or whatever would be my main outlet to get everything out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I think a, a couple years passed. I think I I kind of grew tired a little bit of poetry, and at that time, uh, I started lis- listening to Beyond, uh, which is the IGN PlayStation podcast, and so. Uh, I started listening to that with Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, "Dude, I really like this." And then, like, I started listening to other podcasts. I got into uh, uh, Giant Bombcast. Sure. Uh, yep. From there, I got into Married to the Games. Uh, love it. And like, yes. oh yeah, and yeah, it's, it's weird that you also love Married to the Games because I, I you're the first person I, I think I know that like is into Married to the Games. I found it really randomly. Oh, that's um, so funny. Yeah, they, they yeah. followed me at some point, and it was one of those, like, I can't believe that tactic worked. Like, they, mm-hmm. I think I tweeted something about a game, and then they, they followed me, and then they messaged, and like, please listen to our podcast. I'm like, I'm not listening to that podcast. This is never <laughs> going to work. And then, yeah, I was just, I got to a point where I was looking to, like, I was looking for more gaming podcasts, and that's the one that, that came up. So oh. it, was, it was awesome to hear, like, hear you on it, like, but in a different mm-hmm. way, obviously, than I'm used to listening to it on the show. But I wanted to dive back into... Um, you mentioned like you, I might be surprised by uh, that in in your normal day life that you're a little quiet that you're kind of like not as talkative. But I mm-hmm. don't doubt that at all. Actually, like I see a lot of myself in you in the way that that you kind of use this channel of podcasting is like I I'm gonna just think about things for the entire day. And then mm-hmm. when the microphone is on and we're recording, like all is out or whatever the channel is, if it's writing or whatever, for some reason, it's just like, this is the comfort zone. And I think that that's super mm-hmm. powerful because I grew up and still remain to this day, like a very shy person. Like, and, and I was almost like, I remember being kind of rewarded for it in a weird way. Like as like mm-hmm. that, that was being a good boy growing up being kind of shy. So I, I remain that way, but same as you, like somewhere around high school, something kind of flipped where I'm like, I actually gain a lot by interacting with people, but I'm still have that like 15, 16 years of growing up really shy. So you kind of grow mm-hmm. up being a little awkward. So I wanted to yeah. ask you, you mentioned this on, on your last episode of just very briefly, but I, I'm like, I got to ask you about this. Like you, I find it not surprising that you might be quiet in your everyday life, but I do find it surprising that maybe you consider yourself to be awkward. Like, do you find that mm-hmm. the two are, are different and like how pervasive is that in your everyday life? Uh, oh, that's a good question. So one of my central traits, like, is that like, I'm awkward. Like my first podcast that but I you're ever so did. You're so awesome. Like you're so cool. I, I, I mean, I, so, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you say to that? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. My first, my first podcast that I did was a podcast called Awkward Individuals uh, okay. that I did with my best friend Ian. That's uh, a great name. 
Oh yeah, and it fit because we're both like awkward in our own ways. Like, or not Ian. Huey uh, was a very like, uh, or he is. He's not like dead or anything. Yeah. Like he's a he, he's a more here? outgoing person than, than I am, and I'm more of a quiet person. But we're all we're both awkward, and I'm more awkward in the way of like, there are times that I'm that I'm outgoing in real life, but those are also the times that I'm like pretty awkward. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. At, I find that like at least like five times a day, I have those moments where I'm like, "How did I get? How did I get here? <laughs> Why like, like I make awkward? I make awkward eye contact with people all the time. Oh man, I, that's like, the every, worst. Yeah, I feel the I, same like, way. When I shake people's hands, I, I think I think about things way too much. Yeah, and that, I mean I think that's like probably probably feeds into like my how analytical mm-hmm. I try to be and how analytical I am about things. Is that like. Every like every little action I make, I think super hard about it. Especially like actions with like other people. And so like this morning, like I was at church, hugged a girl, and I I thought super hard about the hug. And I was like, I don't want to go in, in too deep. I don't want. Oh, she's not like wrapping her arm. Oh, okay. Well, it, this is the weird weird hug. And like, and then you realize your butts are way far apart, but you're hugging at the shoulders, yeah, and it's a terrible uh, it, hug. It was overall. it was definitely one of those ones. Oh, damn uh, it. And yeah, like that. That's sort of my every my everyday being. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in the way that I express myself, I think. Um, when talking, uh, like growing up, like talking and and conversing with people, uh, or when I'm when I'm first meeting people, like a thing comes up of like, dude, you you talk differently than like other black people. I don't mean to make things racial or anything, but like, mm-hmm. there's more of like a, a a personal thing growing up is like people always people I, I've always felt like an out, outcast in different groups. So like when I'm hanging out with like my white friends, right? I'm always like the I'm. Most of the time, usually like the only only black guy. Or if I'm hanging out with my black friends, I end up being like the only like the I I'm the guy who like talks like he's white, or I'm the guy who's like African, so I'm not really black or whatever. Or, not fitting in on either side. Yeah. Or even like when I moved to Nigeria, because I lived in Nigeria for two years during middle school. Yeah. There, I was the American, where I was like the black dude, and so like why in the middle? Why I was going to ask you about that too, because I know you mm-hmm. talk about um, your Nigerian heritage. Like why the move in the middle of life i actually would have thought i was going to ask you about this too like i would have thought mm-hmm. that you were from there or are you like what's the mm-hmm. what was the two years there how does that work so i was born uh in illinois i uh, grew up in illinois uh my dad somewhere around when i was like nine or ten years old my dad moved to nigeria uh mm-hmm. away from our family to become a missionary and open up like a church and hospital and orphanage oh, uh, wow. in nigeria yeah and so uh Basically, I moved there when I was 11 uh, to kind of live with him for a little bit and kind of spend some time with him. But just uh, your dad? Yeah, it was just my dad. Now my mom lives there, too. Okay. Uh, but my mom stayed behind to kind of take care of the kids and make sure that, like, we got through school and all that stuff because we still, uh-huh. like, we had to, like, finish up, like, college and high school and, and all that stuff. I was still very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, I ended up, yeah, going there for middle school. Um, and I thought I was going to be there for, like, either, like, until after high school for the rest of my life. But I ended up coming back. Uh, because my parents were like, well, if you want to get, if you want to get him into like a good college, you should probably go to high school in America. Uh, and so, yeah, that's how that, that's how that happened. Holy crap. Okay. We're not, you were just going to skip over that. This is, I mean, this, <laughs> I mean, we don't really have topics here. We dance all over the place, but I need mm-hmm. to, I need to understand this because I'm always interested in like the, an immigrant story or just picking up and moving completely somewhere else and you've sort of done that mm-hmm. twice just by moving there and then coming back and this is happening for you at an age that you are totally aware of your surroundings you've come mm-hmm. to know life as it is in america and then just to move like so first i want to ask like what was your first reaction as your dad is saying like this is the plan everybody else is staying here i'm gonna go there like how is that is it something that is just part of your family like it's just so part of your family values that of course dad's going over to nigeria for missionary work or was it still Mm -hmm. a bit of a surprise and was it jarring for the family uh i think the process of him like moving to nigeria was so slow that i was that by the time he did we're all kind of like accepting of it Mm -hmm. um and pretty like supportive of it too uh and by the time like i got the news that i was going i think i kind of I, I always at the point had wanted to go to Nigeria just because okay. I didn't really know what Nigeria was like. And so I was kind of excited, kind of like scared, kind of sad, kind of, I, it was a large mix of emotions. Totally. Um, at the time I want, I, I wanted to go though. But like, by the t- <laughs> funny thing is like the, the moment I got there, I was like, Oh, what did I do? What have I oh, done? Oh, really? <laughs> because like it was, it was so different. Um, and like nowadays I don't regret that decision at all because it's probably one of the best decisions I made in my life is to like go live in another country for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but at the time, like as an 11 year old moving to like <laughs> Africa, oh 
my god! Isn't like the is is it's not is at the time is is kind of mind blowing. It's not like the the thing that you realize that you kind of need. Um. So yeah, I got there and I was like, this place is just different. Like, what struck di- you immediately? The other than the, the obvious heat, I'm gathering it's just invi- oh, yeah, unbearably yeah. hot. It was very hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I think the style of living. Okay. Uh, like, there's a lot more. There's a lot more poor people there there's like a lot more i remember like seeing all the people on motorcycles and being like why are there so many motorcycles uh motorcycles are are common to use as taxis in nigeria and like, as I guess taxis. A lot of African, yeah you can't yeah. even use taxis as as cabs in video games oh yeah it, and it's also like, it's very dangerous obviously like, yeah yeah <laughs> which is why you probably don't see them as much as in america because like in nigeria like the reason why they work out so well as taxis is because like the the motorcycles just like maneuver around everything and there's always sure. traffic and so like it, it it was one of the things where i was just like okay, take a I back guess, road somewhere yeah exactly or like let's just like well, ride in between traffic the whole way there um and so there's that there's the fact that like there's a lot of markets outside it was just like completely completely different sure um, so culture shock was not even a yeah. term you probably even knew but it's hitting you mm-hmm. harder than ever before yeah exactly so what's school like then? Like you're you're at this point you're used to like the Americanized type style of school. Like are mm-hmm. you in an American version of school? Like is there some sort of like translation? Like I I'm not mm-hmm. even sure. Like you walk into class and I don't even know. Like what happens what happens mm-hmm. next? So uh I went to two different schools when I was in Nigeria. Okay. Um the the great thing about Nigeria though is that like English is the main language. Like there's a bunch of different languages in Nigeria. Like yep. I think that has like literally like hundreds of languages that people speak. Why is um, that? Uh, I don't. Know, I guess just the way Africa works. I'm not even. I'm not even sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like it's uh, just Africa. It's just Africa. <laughs> uh, uh, but like there are three. There there are three main uh, tribal languages, which is what they call them. And so like there's English, but then there's Yoruba, Igbo, and Hausa. Mm-hmm. My family is Yoruba. Uh, and so, like my fa- my, I don't speak Yoruba. My parents do. My grand, my grandparents do. Um, awesome. I don't know if any of my cousins do. My cousins in Nigeria probably do. Uh, and so, I was lucky that like you know English is the main language, so there wasn't much of, an, of a language barrier, sure. especially because like my living, growing up with my parents, like uh, my parents spoke like uh, my parents have Nigerian accents. They use like Nigerian slang sometimes, so I understood what people uh, were saying. They didn't. Uh, they a lot of the times people wouldn't understand what I was saying because I was speaking so American. Um, but yeah, that was like the, I was like the main like conflict when it came to language. Uh, Mm -hmm. but the school, so the first school I went to was a a really expensive private school, uh, a British private school. I went there for one semester, ended up having to change it because it was so expensive. And my, and my parents were just like, no, we're not, we can't, we can't keep paying for this. Of course. Uh, switched to a different school. Missionary work isn't exactly paying, paying the bills. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, so I switched to a cap. Uh, not catholic a christian private school mm-hmm. um which was like it was less fancy but more affordable and it was just like it was different it's hard it's really hard to explain especially now so many years removed yeah, yeah. uh i just remember it being i remember hating it like oh no i i, I passionately hated like it like the whole time i think what, until, were your, like, what were your friends circle like did you have like a group of friends you're kind of hanging out with like what, what's your social life at this point Social life was interesting because it yeah. was a boarding school. Sure. Uh, yeah, and so like being being that it was a boarding school, like I kind of, everybody was kind of friends with everybody. Everybody kind of knew each other mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. At least everybody in your grade kind of knew each other, or everybody who lived in your flat. Yeah. Uh, and our and I had like maybe like eight roommates at a time. Oh like, wow. Yeah, and like the rooms would be like like pretty not they weren't large rooms. Like they were they're kind of smaller rooms that you'd fit like eight kids in uh pretty and, like, tight yeah it was pretty tight but th- those kids ended up being like probably your closest friends of course uh, yeah yeah and so like i remember like my best friend was this kid named mitchell uh mm-hmm. who ended up getting like expelled i think and mitchell. uh um, dang mitchell mitchell being mitchell mm-hmm. mitchell being mitchell uh and th- the thing i think i learned about myself in uh middle school was like the kind of people who i uh, who i enjoy to be friends with or the kind of people that make my best friends because I realized like all my best friends growing up were like the, kind of the same person. Okay. Uh, and how so? They're, all, all every single one of them has been, have been like kind of schemey, kind of outgoing, <laughs> kind of like probably just those two things: schemey and outgoing. Sure. And small. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I always be I'm always best friends with small people, except for Huey, who's like taller than me. But for the most part, like just outgoing, kind of like 
skinny people, which I don't know why I gravitate towards those people, but I don't know. So be it, I guess. And, and nerdy people also. Okay. So yeah. how, how, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm, I'm wondering like what, these are your formative years. These are your years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, as a, as a human being as well, but as a video game podcast, I feel we should, we should tie this back as well. Like mm-hmm. these are your, your video game formative years. Like this is when we have the time to play the games and, and do all those things. What is, what is that environment for you at this point? You've got two years in Nigeria. Are you playing anything? Are you like dedicated Absolutely, to yeah. school? So I'm playing pretty much nothing at that point because Blessing. I take it, it was painful because before that I was like super like into video games. Yeah. Uh, and this was like in 2006. Uh, this was from 2005 to 2007. Okay. Uh, and so I had a PS2 at that point. And I had an N64 also. So mm-hmm. I brought my N64 and PS2 to me with Nigeria. Both of them broke uh, pretty quickly because uh, when you plug uh, an, um, an American N64 into like a Nigerian outlet, things happen. Um, uh, and even, and because Africa. Have, yeah, because Africa. Uh, we have we have like these converters, like these mm-hmm. adapter things that we use so that things wouldn't like burn out or like break down or whatever. Uh, but after a while, I don't know, I guess they weren't good ones because eventually like they ended up breaking everything just um, got shot so yeah. were and you like the cool kid on the block with these like like is everybody got a video game or are you one of the only ones who's, who's brought this over uh in nigeria yeah there, a lot of people have video games okay, uh, okay. it was more like they were they were like pal systems instead of ntsc oh. like in the us and so yeah, like of course i i couldn't like buy any games and like play them play them on my on system, system. Mm-hmm. um but yeah, and I didn't end up buying any any other games because my dad actually actually like kind of hated that I was playing video games. My mom was the one who like got the games for me. Um, and so since I was living with my dad at the time, like I just didn't get any more video games. And also, I had a I had a Game Boy Color that I got stolen also, and so like I just had nothing. Is that what you played on the plane on the way over? Yeah, yeah, I played a lot Please. of Pokemon. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Holy cow! Okay, so why why the difference between your mom and your dad? Like, what what was it that it did? Did your mom just want you to have things and be and because they were like video games were bringing you joy? And then mm-hmm. the dad, I'm assuming, just kind of the I want you to study sort of aspect. Yeah, or what was that? Pretty much. My dad yeah. was a lot more strict. Yeah. Um, my mom kind of spoiled me uh, when I was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I and I guess that's pretty much the book. My dad didn't see any value in video games. Mom also, my sure. mom also didn't really see any value in it. Uh, but she just kind of wanted to give me what I wanted. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of And was it just you? I'm sorry if you said this already, but are you an only child? Oh, no, I have three older sisters. Okay, so what are they doing at this time? Uh, they're all in America. I think one of the, one or two of them are in college at the time. Um, and okay. the other one is in high school. Yeah. I want to say, yeah. So you're the youngest boy of four. Mm-hmm. You got three older sisters. Are they into games as well? Are they showing you like new things to be interested in at all, or are is the video games like yours in the family? The video game. I was basically the video game guy in the family, Attable, but yeah. also like my sisters were really into Mario. Um, okay. Yeah, I have one specific sister who's like really into Mario three, and she'll like she'll just rock Mario three like all day. That's awesome. Um, and also played uh, Mario sixty four with them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mario, like Mario Kart, Mario Party, like the only games we'll play are Mario. Were Mario games growing up? Yeah. Uh, and so, and but that one sister still plays Mario three to this day. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So you come home and you spend two years in Nigeria. You come home and like, what's what's the adjustment back like? Have you in those two years had you adjusted to Nigeria in a way, or because you didn't like it so much, are you able to come back to America and kind of go like, okay, now I can get back to my comfort zone. I'm back in my mm-hmm. my my favorite area or whatever. Uh, it was weird because the last few months in Nigeria, I had actually grown to like it a lot. It's always the way uh, it goes. Every time yeah, somebody moves yeah. to Nigeria, it always works out that way. It's every and single then time. Comes back. Yeah, classic, classic. <laughs> yeah, Africa. so like I'll, in boarding school, I was like, I remember like my last month in boarding school and being like, well, this is my last month. I'm going to leave this place. I'm going to leave all these people that I've kind of been with for like two years. Oh, and I remember, I remember being like, man, this kind of sucks. And I remember like laughing at it because I was like, dude, I hated this place the so whole much. time. I hated this place the whole time and I'm leaving it now. And I kind of like it here. Like I'm in, I'm hanging out mm-hmm. with friends like 24 seven. I like, I, I go to school. I like get fed and all this stuff. And I, I just chill. And yeah, but yeah, when I came back, it was, it was a thing of like, I was glad to be back in America because like there, it's just like, it was more developed country and I, and I just felt more like comfortable in America. Yeah. yeah. Um, but 
yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a weird thing. Um, so you come back in 2007. This is kind mm-hmm. of PlayStation Three is coming out. Yeah, Wii, Xbox 360. Are you able to pick it back up? Are you are you back where you were when you left? Where you still PlayStation I, Two? Like, are, what's gaming like when you come back home? I got back and I had a I got a PlayStation Two. Okay, uh, I was able to get a PS3, or I, I didn't get a PS3 until maybe 2011. We get to work three jobs like, to get yeah. it. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I, yeah, I had to work to, uh, in order to get that PS3. Um, what were you doing? What were you, what were your jobs? Um, in 2011, when I finally got the PS3, I interned at a church. Okay, and that was like my first big purchase was a PS3. Nice, because at the time I was kind of sick of like at, because for four years I had a PS2 while everybody else was playing their fancy PS3. And so I was just over here just catching up on like playing the games that I missed during the two years. So I was playing like San Andreas. I was of playing course. like Shadow of Colossus, Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, and playing all these different games. SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Yes, like, <laughs> I don't know why I put so much time into it, but I put a lot of time to that game. Uh, so I, I I played a lot of PS2 games uh, up until 2011. But yeah, 2011 I got a job and I bought a PS3 and just started like buying games that were like really cheap at the time mm-hmm. from like mm-hmm. 2007 2008. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how it went. And was it just PlayStation then? Like you're you're kind of like born and raised out of i guess the transition from nintendo into playstation is mm-hmm. 360 at all in the picture or is it you're kind of no, just yeah. on playstation the only my only exposure to xbox as a kid was my next door neighbor who i was best friends with yeah um i he had an xbox and so i'd go over to his house all the time and play xbox and be like man this is kind of weird what's this jet set radio future thing <laughs> so i'd like play that play like um uh pro evolution soccer Nice. Uh, and like a bunch of like just random Xbox games. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I was mainly like a Nintendo to PlayStation kid growing up. Were the were the console wars a thing for you at all? Especially with somebody with access to the other one. Like, were as I remember growing up, and it'd be like I, I was playing PC games as a kid and looking at sixty four and going, "Well, Half Life is clearly better than Goldeneye," even though I absolutely love Goldeneye. But mm-hmm. it's like when you're in that environment, when you're used to one thing, you go over to somewhere else. It. it is seemingly natural that those conversations come up. So I'm always curious that with a friend with 360 and you've got PlayStation three and you've spent so you've earned it. Like you've worked mm-hmm. your tail off to finally make this big purchase. Mine better be the best. <laughs> like I'm wondering if that, if that oh, came yeah, into dude. play. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I used to be so hardcore PlayStation yeah, uh, with my PS three. And it's funny because hindsight looking back, like, I kind of realized, like, oh, man, like, Xbox 360 probably was, like, the better, like, console that gen. I didn't realize it sold more. Like, at the time, I was like, oh, dude, everybody loves the PS3. Like, of look at it. Like, it, it's sexier. It, like, has, like, mm-hmm. it has, um, I don't it's know what Spider-Man it's Spider-Man font. It has. <laughs> it has the Spider-Man font. It had, like, uh, Uncharted, which I didn't even like. But, like. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How oh, come? no, I don't like Uncharted. Um. Oh man, it's a long conversation. The pants though. are too wet. Maybe is that it? The That's what drew me wet. in. When you when when Ethan <laughs> Drake went into like a little swamp area and he comes out and his pants are wet. I'm like, That's it. If his mm. pants are wet, I'm buying this system. So like, I wrote a long article about why I don't really like Uncharted. Okay. Uh, and basically, what it comes down to, like, aside from like the story, I wasn't too invested in. It's not it's not a bad story by any means. Like by video game standards, it's not a bad story. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really like into the Indiana Jones kind of thing. Uh, and so, like, that, it wasn't grabbing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, like, a side thing. Uh, Gameplay-wise, like, Uncharted can be kind of divided up into three things. That is, like, the shooting, the climbing, and, like, the puzzle solving. Sure, yeah. And I have a problem with each of these, like, facets of the game. For the shooting, I felt like <laughs> the, the cover-based shooting wasn't that fun to me. I felt like a lot of times it was just kind of bad. It wasn't unfair. It's kind of clunky. Yeah. Um. So you recognize this right at that time. I feel like uh, we've, people have come to realize this after a while. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm interested. Like, this is something that you that you noticed at the time it was this coming is, out? This is something I noticed, like, pretty recently. Like, maybe in the last couple years. When, it first, when I first started playing it, I knew I didn't like it. But I couldn't tell you why I didn't. Maybe, maybe I could have told you. That's maybe fair. Maybe if you asked me. Maybe, maybe if you dug in, I would have finally came to it. But, like... It was when I was playing um, Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 3 where, where I realized I was like, oh, this is what I don't like about this game. Gotcha. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah but yeah. you play them because you're, you're a PlayStation fan and this is like the flagship sort of thing. I play them because I eventually hope that maybe I'll grow to like it. Mm, but yeah, classic. I, play, I haven't played 4 yet and I plan to play 4. I'm excited to play 4 even though I, I'm probably not going to like it. Well, there's but a reason you haven't rushed out to it, right? Yeah, exactly. And so like once it's cheap, I'm going to get it. I'm going to play it. 
um part of why why i do it though is also so i can tell people for sure like definitively like this is a game i do not like yeah you need to to finalize you need to close the loop on this uncharted business yeah i do the same thing with assassin's creed also so well, where okay, so what was it then about PlayStation that had you? Was it just because you had them before, or what, were there exclusive other than Uncharted that, that you needed to play? I, I thought the uh, PlayStation was like really cool. Like, yeah, I don't think at the time it was about exclusives, except for like it's Shadow a brand, Colossus. though, isn't it? It is. It's a brand. It was a brand thing. Like yeah. Shadow of the Colossus and all that stuff. I was I was a big fan of, and I'm still a big fan of. Um, but like, it, if I had to like argue at the time, PlayStation to somebody, I'll be like, dude, look at the controller. Like, controller is so much better. Look at the <laughs> the I I used to love the controller. I used to love the UI. I used to yeah. love everything about like its design, which sounds crazy because like hindsight, like people, I think people generally love the Xbox controller more. more than I think the it's PC more controller. split than you might think. I actually think yeah. more people like the. I, I it's funny because I think we're doing the opposite thing because I'm <laughs> I'm a big Xbox fan and I think like everybody loves DualShock. You're a PlayStation fan. You think everybody likes the Xbox controller. So somewhere oh. in between, I think that's probably yeah. where it is. But I do yeah. the exact same thing where I'm like, dude, clearly this controller is better. Like I don't yeah. like the DualShock Three would always like pop out of my hand. It seemed like it always like it always seemed like it wanted to just jump out. It was mm-hmm. it was too small, and that the the thumbsticks are concave. Like I don't have a problem with them being like the same, um, mm-hmm. but the the fact that they were rounded outwards, I just always had to yeah. reset my thumb because they would kind of like slide Slip off the off. edge. Yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. so funny that that you mentioned that so um, authoritatively. Like <laughs> this controller is objectively better. I love that. Yeah, and like I was, I think I was just like all up on like PlayStation's nuts at the time. Like I I just love PlayStation, <laughs> and so. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, I forgot I was gonna. Oh no! Like I think at the time, like there came a point where I realized that, like, oh, it's like it's all a subjective thing, really. Like totally, it's it's it's, it's all on preference uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to the, the like PS3 and P- and Xbox 360. Nowadays, like for sure, the PS4 is better than the Xbox One. I don't care what anybody has to say. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. always hindsight, though. <laughs> Eventually, one day you'll be like, you know what? Maybe that Xbox One yeah. wasn't so bad. You'll just actually, history yeah. repeats itself. I finally got an Xbox One, and I will admit, like the controller is so much better. Like in I my love opinion. it. I yeah. love it. What made you like, buy it? Was uh, it like it came like it's it's like I think with a lot of people with gaming, it's just a matter of like it's just got to go on sale. Like I've already got my one. I've spent a ton of money on this thing. I'm invested, and whenever that other one goes on sale for a little less, I feel like I can get it at a good value. Then I'll just jump in. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much it for me. Like yeah. Target had this thing where there is a there is a price error. <laughs> and so like classic yeah and so like they would they were selling bundles and like if you got like a mirror's edge bundle and uh took out like the bundle part of it and just got the console i forget like the exact specific of it but no i remember this like, error very well yeah so was this a rock band thing i so there was yeah, this, yeah. so was you could like bundle in rock this. band with it but then when you, which was like 130 dollars and then if you mm-hmm. took out it then it would keep that 130 dollar but like pack in value and that's yeah. what the console cost you yeah, exactly, and so that's what I, that's why I did. I wish I got there earlier. Like I got there later in the day, and so I missed the rock rock band one. Sure, uh, but I think I got like either the Deus X or the Mirror's Edge one. Uh, so I was able to get an X- Xbox One. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is so good. So what is like what other types of games do you sort of like? Would you say define kind of your gaming identity? If that's even if that's even mm-hmm. a thing. Like for me, like I love. I've actually just recently come to love. Um, these Western role-playing games, Bioware's are, are is right up there. Dragon Age, Mass Effect, those types of things. I play mm-hmm. a bunch of shooters, but I wouldn't say that I'm like a shooter fan. Um, a little bit of sports games. Like, what sort of rounds out your? Or are you all over the place? Are you still kind of like building that quote-unquote identity? I'm kind of all over the place. Yeah. Uh, games for me come in like swaths, and so my first games that I, like I, were, I was really into were like 3d platformers i'm still really into 3d platformers that's like yeah. one of my favorite genres but my first my favorite game of all time is super mario 64 mm-hmm. uh and like that was like one of my first games that i ever had uh that donkey kong 64 uh of course uh, oh yeah of course <laughs> uh th- like th- those kinds of games where like there's not really a focus on combat or anything the focus is on like maneuvering around the environment mm-hmm. uh those had a really large influence on me and like the games i grew to love uh pokemon i was big on uh but then like i'll jump forward and then shadow colossus and metal gear solid 3 were two games that i played in like the same couple weeks that like changed my my outlook on gaming forever uh metal gear solid 3 kind of taught me that like games games could have incredible stories it was my first metal gear solid um and i remember playing it and i remember just being like 
enthralled with the story and the characters and the weirdness of it and the creativity behind it. Like, I'm a big fan of Hideo Kojima just because he he knows how to be creative and he knows how to do stuff that's different but still fascinating and still interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shadow of Colossus kind of taught me that games could have could have beauty to them and could like just be straight up art uh, and have like a beautiful soundtrack. Like it was the first soundtrack that I actually noticed and I was like, this soundtrack is actually incredible. Uh, and it was the first game that I looked at and I was like, man, this game looks like it's it's beautiful and the, and there's something about this this game like the aura of this game that, that that's pretty incredible. It's funny because mm-hmm. I'm right now. I'm playing um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I was going to jump to that. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. And for me, it's almost, it's kind of the culmination of those two games. Nice. And those are like two of my favorite games ever. And playing Breath of the Wild, it's kind of the, the there's, a, there's an artistic nature to it mm-hmm. that's also like, it's, it, there's something about being in this huge open land that, that you don't know, like, you don't know what's where, and you know there's a lot of like hidden secrets. Like, the whole game is, is, basically like discovering different things um but there's also like a good story and there's also like a depth to the characters um and so Has it yeah. lived up to the hype like did you were you following all the like it's been quite yeah. a ride on the on the road to switch were you as you're picking it up is or sorry are you playing it on the switch or are you on wii u i'm playing it on switch Okay, yeah. so so it's been a rocky road for the console itself, but I think there's been no doubt in a lot of people's minds that this game was going to be great. Where were you coming into Zelda Breath of the Wild on Switch coming day one? So, I it's weird because I'll be, I, I get hyped for Zelda at like random um, or over the last couple of years I've gotten hyped for Zelda uh, during random like times. And so yeah. like E3, I was like super hyped for Zelda because I saw like the gameplay of it, I saw the trailer and stuff. I was like, dude, this looks amazing. Then some time passed and I was like, well, I can live without it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I was like, I dude, I played Twilight Princess, which is also like another game that I love. Mm-hmm. I played Skyward Sword, which kind of sucked for me. Um, me too i'm right yeah. with you i think that game is not good <laughs> yeah same here and so like i go, having those thoughts i was like i can probably live without breath of the wild mm-hmm. um and like it, I, I was really scared for the switch because um people are looking forward to zelda being such a great game zelda is like the one game people are looking forward to and i'm like dude this game is gonna be like if it's another skyward sword then it's, it's just gonna tank perception of the switch mm-hmm. um but like last week came and people were like talking about breath of the wild like it was like one of the greatest games ever made and i'm like oh okay (laughs) now i'm like now it's up there but Uh, it's a weird thing because i had a different i had a weird reaction to it where i'm like okay every like i don't know there's a graphic going out there and i don't know how many 10 out of 10s there were but like it's ridiculous i haven't seen something like this since like maybe the last of us Mm. and never really maybe since super mario 64 for a launch game and Mm. my immediate reaction just being this like I don't like being hurt by Nintendo. I don't like them hurting my feelings. So my immediate defense mechanism was like, can't be that good. There's mm-hmm. no way. There's no way it's that good. So I came in trying to lower my expectations as soon as I started to play it. And I haven't really stopped playing it. If I'm like going to, if I'm having a shower, that's pretty much the only time that I'm not playing this game because I oh, yeah. can take it with me now. So where are you at? Where are you at with Zelda? Like, have you been, you've been playing like nonstop. I've been playing a lot. So I did get my Switch. Uh, I got my Switch late. And so I got my Switch a day late. And so I've oh, had man. it for the last, literally the last 24 hours. Yeah. Um, and I spent nine of those hours playing Zelda, like straight. And so yeah. like last yesterday, as soon as I got my Switch, hooked it up, started playing Zelda. Didn't stop until the nighttime. Went to sleep. I woke up, uh, played it, uh, had to go to church, went to church, came back. Uh, wanted to play it, but had to get some things done. Uh, and now I'm on this podcast, but as soon as the podcast ends, I am playing Zelda. Um, it is incredible. Like it, it, it's like I, I went into this with like the high expectations because I was like, well, if everybody's giving this game a ten out of ten, then like there's something special about it. And, and listening to people describe Zelda was very like it. It did something to me, and it did, and it did okay. something to my perception of this game going into it because I listened to like. The I watched the IGN review, watched the GameSpot review, watched, um, listened to uh, Austin Walker's piece on it, uh, listened to kind of funny talk about it. Mm-hmm. Listen, I listened and watched a whole lot of people talk about this game, and it seems, uh, seems to me like what all these people have in common is that they identify some kind of magic within the game. Yeah, and I'm like, well, if that's the case, then let's let me bring it. Like, I'm not gonna hold any punches. Like, this game better like knock me out. Like, I better I better jump into this game. Better gain control of link and all of a sudden i better be like i better wake up the next day with a headache because i just got knocked out um 
<laughs> and so, the but game, it doesn't it do it in such a different way? Like it doesn't really like hit you over the head, knock you out. It's just yeah, like it's from so within. Burned. It's so good. And I I told this I messaged this to uh, my friend Alex, and I was like, dude, like playing this game makes me mad at literally like every other developer making games because they're yeah. not doing it like this. Like this is how you make an open world game. Is you don't like you don't you don't hold my hand through everything. You don't like you don't tell me that this is a world and not and just have it be a place with like a bunch of different blips that you can go like check uh, uh, check marks through. Like yep. make me get lost in this game. And like that's literally what they did is they like dropped you in the, in this random field in this random place and was like, hey, get lost. And yeah. you slowly like you slowly discover things even when you do the towers and you. Uh, and you uncover a part of the map, it doesn't tell you any of the icons. It just shows you the typography, which makes sense because you're, you're like, looking down at this place. And so that, that it makes sense with, like, the story and, like, the the overall, like, vibe and feel of the game. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, a huge part of it is just, it's just, like, walking around and just discovering things. And that's kind of how an open-world game should be, I think. Do you think that it's really going to impact games in that sort of way? Like, now we're really starting to get kind of, totally different extremes on these open worlds you've got like the Mm -hmm. assassin's creed which are the kind of like the new age equivalent of what ended up happening with like banjo kazooie and donkey kong 64 you talk about collectathons it's sort of Mm -hmm. that but with side quests you've got um the witcher which is that but taken to the next degree where it actually like the side quests matter Mm -hmm. um you've got gosh i don't even know what else but then you got then you've got this that is neither of those and so Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if like i'm really wondering what the impact of this game is going to be in the future if we're going to get more games where it's just opening an entire world and if so like i i start to think that that's not going to happen because i don't think anybody can make this worth anybody's time like nintendo just did like Mm -hmm. i look at this if i was to evaluate this like it was any other game i'd go like well there's not enough to do but for some reason that doesn't even occur to me to the mm-hmm. same degree as it would with another game. It's this magic of Nintendo. It's the the the, the legend of Zelda just mm-hmm. carries so much more. So it's it'd be interesting to see the impact of this game in the future. Yeah, dude. I think I really hope that people are influenced by this game because I think the ga- the thing that the game does well is that it makes the the land in the world is its own character in a way, and it's probably yeah, the most for sure. it's, it's the most important character in this game. I'd say uh, it reminds me of like this. Uh, this kind of metaphor where like you think of somebody who wants to like travel to a place mm-hmm. and they're they're like right now if i wanted to go to florida there, there are multiple ways i can get there i could fly there i could drive there or i could walk there and if i if i was to fly to florida like i probably wouldn't have like gotten much out of that specific journey if i was mm. to drive to florida then like I you see could, things I, along the way. You see things along the way. You get a feel for like what the U.S. is like. Since I'm in Seattle, so that's like a whole co- cross country trip. Totally. Uh, you, I, you, you, you see people. You see d- different kinds of land. You see all these things. But if you walk to Florida, then the, the experience you get of taking everything in, the, spe- the experience you get of meeting new people, the experience you get of kind of becoming one with the nation and and understanding the nation for what it is and experiencing the different stories that the world has to tell. Like I feel like this game is Nintendo uh, making you walk through it rather than like any other game where like you could just fast travel everywhere, just fly there or any other game like Grand Theft Auto where you can just drive wherever you play, wherever you want to. This game actually like makes you like take everything in slowly. And like a a big complaint going into the game or big fear that people had going into the game was that it was going to be empty. Um, And like thinking back at the complaint, the complaint kind of like it, it makes me laugh now because like, like a, there are parts of the game that kind of are empty, but even the empty parts don't feel empty. Like there's something about the design and the thoughtfulness put into the world that makes it live. Even like if there's nothing, even if there's like no side quest, no like shrine, nothing to do it in an area, the mm-hmm. area still feels lived in. It might be because like the random enemies like having ha- camping out, chilling out or whatever. It could be like, I remember one, one encounter I had in the game earlier was like I was just walking, and this guy was like, "Yo, can you help me out?" And I was like, "Sure, what's up?" And he was like, "Hey, that camp, I, they, they stole my whatever, whatever." And I went helped him, brought it back, and he was like, "Oh, cool, thanks." But it was it it, it was a fetch quest, but it was weird because like it was, was so, so natural. It was it was super natural, 
like not supernatural, but it was it yeah, was yeah, really yeah. it was really natural. <laughs> and there was still characters. Spoilers: within, There are ghosts. And <laughs> yeah, uh, there probably are ghosts that I haven't. Yeah, I was gonna yet. say that might be down <laughs> the line. Uh, the pose ghosts, but like the the character, it's himself that was giving the quest was like a super interesting, like fascinating looking thing. Yeah. I remember um, earlier than that, like there was this guy I had a conversation with. And he was like, hey, like, he was joking with me and was like, hey, you must be one of the one of these guys like from this one gang. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh, no, I'm just I'm just playing with you. Uh, make sure to make sure you stay care. Uh, you be careful and not run into these kinds of people. And then I was like, oh, cool. So there's a gang out here. Then like, I, I immediately start walking. 30 minutes later, I run into one of the gang members like randomly. And it was a super cool encounter. And I don't feel like that's a thing that could happen in like Horizon Zero Dawn, like not yes. just in Horizon Zero Dawn, because yeah. I start I started playing it last week and loving it and, and i was like dude this game is incredible but after playing zelda i'm like man i kind of don't want to go back to any other oh, open world that's not it. like this how um, are you going to balance that from now like so at 2017 obviously everybody's talking about this it could be like one of the this could be like the 2008 2000 like in that era of yeah, like the bioshock like modern 2008, warfare 98 it happens every 10 years i think uh, maybe may yeah like how so how are you balancing this year and like what else are you looking forward to uh not only just on switch but like what else is up and coming that is piquing your interest um thankfully like the only other game i'm probably going to get on switch is mario which comes out in holiday and so i have no mario kart no splatoon no nothing like that uh, probably not unless they unless they announce like mario maker at at e3 um oh probably yeah i probably won't be getting anything else mario maker that's interesting oh yeah okay so what about mario maker that i'm actually quite surprised Mm -hmm. to hear you say that so I don't have a Wii mainly because I don't hear anybody and, excited about Mario Maker. Oh, dude! I, so I never had a Wii U, um, but I I've always loved Mario. Like Mario, like I think is easily like the greatest. And I, I guess this isn't really like a, a controversial thing to say. I think Mario is like the greatest gaming franchise of all time. Sure. Um, and like Mario One, Mario Three, Mar- uh, Mario Road a bit. Like those those games all have like a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I played Mario Maker for like very briefly maybe like a few hours at a friend's place and i was just like i need this game the concept of being able to like play unlimited mario levels or create your own mario levels has been like a thing that i've kind of wanted forever um and even when the game came out on wii u like i i for a second thought about getting a wii u but i decided against it because i couldn't like justify spending the money um and like i also like had i had the idea that like okay nintendo's gonna come out with a new console soon i'll just get Mario Maker is probably going to come out for that new console. I'll just get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ended up that that ended up with me being really upset during the Switch presentation when they didn't announce it. But like, if that game it's comes out on coming. Switch, it, I, it has to be. If it's not, then I'm really I'm going to be really sad. Um, but yeah, like Mar- Mario Mario in general is such a special game to me that yeah, uh, yeah it, it just it, it'll justify like the purchase on the new console. I think. Um, but as far as like other games though, like. Persona 5 is the next game that I have listed up and I'm really excited yes. for it. I'm really I'm really happy. Actually, I won't say this because I'm not positive. I don't think it's open world. If it's like I think it's like Persona 4, hopefully. I, I would assume so, yeah, totally. Yeah, because I can't do with another open world game right now with like Horizon know, right? Zelda. Um so that'll be like a good kind of like switch, no pun intended at all. Love it. Uh, yeah, everybody like, is saying that word way more often than they ever have they or really they realize. Are. Yeah. It's in the consciousness. Um, and then but instead of an open world game, you've got a 90-hour game in Persona 5. Like, yeah, right? exactly. And the so, Persona, or uh, the ukulele, totally. is like, can I just clean my palette and just start yeah. with something silly and goofy or whatever? And that's, I think we all need that in our lives, mm-hmm. especially in 2017. It's hard because like the biggest struggle for me this year with games is the fact that I can't afford everything. Because Prey comes out, and Prey looks like my perfect game. Um, How's that? Shout, How shout, come it's your perfect game? So Prey uh, is made by, well, what are their names? The Bethesda guys. Arcane? Arcane, Arcane, yeah. Arcane is also their responsible for Dishonored. Um, and, like, the, the games like Dishonored and Deus Ex, I absolutely love because they do what a lot of other games don't do and allow, allow for a, a lot of choice in the gameplay um by creating a world that affords that kind of choice. Mm-hmm. Prey is, like, an, also another installment into this kind of game um it's i think prey is gonna have like a bioshock kind of impact i hope like it it, it's it strikes me as like a a more narrative driven experience um uh and dishonored and deus ex have both been narrative driven um but also like they're more open Mm -hmm. uh 
Prey to me seems a bit more like it's going to be linear, but also it seems like it's going to have like the Bioshock nature to it of like there's still like a lot of choice and there's still like a lot of like nuance in the decisions you make during the gameplay and also during the game. Um, and also the, the I, I watched like an hour long gameplay of it uh, on a couple different channels. Uh, it just looks cool. Like it, it, it looks like it's up my alley just to totally. like the subject matter and all that stuff. So yeah. pray I want to get, but I'm probably not going to because of the price. I might get it later in the year. Um, and Shadow of War, I want so bad. Oh, also, nice! Like, yes, yeah. Shadow of Mordor, I was really, I was really big into. Uh, and yeah, Shadow of War. Oh man, it's like this year is all I want. I know, like but, even just the way that you say it, it's like those are like even Shadow of War is is. I mean, I love Shadow of Mordor, and mm-hmm. to throw that in the mix of the year that we know that we're gonna have, it's like that's one of the that's five six seventh on the list of what most people would tell you about like that's yeah. insane to me in a year like when it, what did that come out 2013 2014 it was like yeah game of the year contenders like that's the type of yeah it was my game of the year that year that was the same year as mario maker also uh man i wish oh man i i, I wish there were there were less things coming out i wish shadow of war would come out next year i wish every other developer like i wish half the developers would just delay the games till next you year you guys just stop and well yeah. they have been doing that you realize they have been doing that this yeah, whole generation true. everything's canceled or delayed yeah. and now 2017 is like here you go funny, funny enough like i feel like this is this is the result of that like this year is the I result agree. of everybody being like oh let's push it let's push it. let's like because zelda was supposed to come out two years ago and like um persona mm-hmm. was supposed to come out like two years ago <laughs> yeah you're right 2015 <laughs> and um what else like mass Ukule- effect mass effect Ukulele, yep yeah all these things are just things that got delayed mm-hmm. um I think and Resident so like evil as well did that get delayed it's uh, already this year but yeah i, I, I don't remember. know if that got yeah i think that should have been delayed i think like people were thinking it was going to get delayed but it, it surprised everybody and didn't it feels like delayed. a game that was originally slated for the fall but got pushed into february Actually, like, it yeah, totally think, is like that type yeah, of game yeah it's i love one it of those man years. yeah well, I'm going to have to have you back on. I think that like E3 is going to be a thing where we're going to have you come on do maybe some project uh, predictions and things like oh, yeah, that. For sure. I love doing that. We had uh, Fiona McKinnon on last year, so maybe we'll we'll mix up the kind of funny community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we close things out, remind everybody where they can find all of your, your greatness and be sure to, to listen to your podcast and all that. Nice. So if you want to find me or find my stuff, you can find me on Twitter at Blessing Junior. That's at Blessing Jr. Uh, you can also find uh, all the content I make on OKBeast.com and on the OKBeast OK YouTube channel. Dude, can I also just get you to say your first and last name for me so that I can just insert, I can just copy and paste that audio mm-hmm. <laughs> into when I introduce you at the beginning of the show. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's pronounced uh, Blessing Adelia. Perfect. Okay, now nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, here he is, and then just insert you saying that, and then we'll we'll get into this chat. Perfect. So thank you so much for doing this, man. I really appreciate all your time and just your mm-hmm. openness. This has been so much fun. Dude, yeah, thank you so much for having me on, dude. I've enjoyed it. we did it we had blessing on the show and i needed to keep this a little on the shorter side i've got some family plans not family planning that's already been taken care of i had family plans come up sort of up out of nowhere uh, i got some things i got to do and i hope whatever it is that you're doing i hope you're having a great day and thank you so much for being here again thank you to blessing what a great chat i hope you guys like that style like that that type of conversation i know uh, we, we eventually get into Switch. We eventually get into Zelda, like like most people are these days. But I wanted to... Just wanted to get to know Blessing a little bit. He's very open on his show. And that's I think that's also a challenge, too, where somebody is quite open and honest all the time. Um, like, what do you ask somebody like that? So I hope that, hope that you like... I had such a great time. I had no doubts. I had no worries about this one, that, that it would be great. And I hope you agree. Uh, next week it just keeps on going you guys every monday we're here on itunes and google play so keep it coming you can follow me on twitter at sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants uh follow the website it's the reason we're here we the nerdy uh or follow we the gamer cast uh that is the show's twitter account and remember that we the nerdy.com hosts this beautiful podcast so be sure to go there every single day why did i do this thing with my voice i just want to make it more echoey up here I don't know if you can tell. I'm trying to... You gotta wrap this. I gotta... Why do I even talk about wrapping things if I don't... Why don't I just do it? 
groove into the music now. Eventually I will do that that remix. I'm gonna do my own remix of this of this tune that you're listening to right now. I keep listening to it, keep thinking of ways to make this happen. Now that I'm done Renos, I think I'm gonna do it. So is there anything else? Find me on If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby, the Nintendo Guru. Remember to listen to Mega Dads. I we go into real depth about the Nintendo Switch, the build, the user interface, the user experience, Zelda. And then we um, we talk about milking cows, of course, and we, we make every possible comparison to self-pleasure that we can. So so there's that. You guys can go check that out on Megadads. <laughs> I thought I would be on Megadads before I eventually become an average dad. So we'll put it that way. Um, I think that is it. Otherwise, this has been episode 72 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears. Thank you again for listening. I will be back next week. I hope you're there too. If this was your first time, come back. Come make a habit of this. Let's do it. And you'll get to know that we close the show each and every time with my good friend, Jason! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!